If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. How to get away with the friend zone. Welcome to the friend zone, everybody. This is your weekly podcast that focuses on mental hygiene and all things that. Because who in the hell wants a stankin' brain? So welcome back. That was the remix. That was the remix. Yes, it was. We should do like a theme show one day of the friends. Oh my God. Like what if we had like the friends on party theme shows and like mm. one episode we would do some shit like we could do like a scandal episode mm. and I could be Olivia Pope and try to fix the whole episode. Mm. <laughs> and we can play that shutter noise as we switch topics like. So in other news, we can play that. Wait, what would we play with the how to get away with murder one? Um, her the sound of Annalise's footsteps hitting the concrete, so that you automatically envision how she walks. <laughs> now, let me say this. <laughs> let me say this. I love Viola Davis. I, she was gonna say something I love the way that she walks, and I think that that's her thing, and it endears me to her. But it's still funny. <laughs> so, like the sound of those footsteps. I love that she does the whole like I'm not wearing makeup anything, but I'm still gonna wear some like expensive ass, badass bitchery lingerie. She like, don't care. She don't. And it, I love it. She will fuck them with her hair wrapped and her La Perla. Let me tell you like, something. That's Viola Damn Davis, okay? Look, Multiple saying, Academy Award as, nominee. Not even as Viola Davis as Annalise. As Annalise, King. yes. Like, it's just like, bitch. Oh, you know you Annalise. And Annalise is like a party girl, too. Have yes, you peeped that? that like, she be wilding. Like I, like, I was like, relate, past relationships. And she went to the club and she had a bob with yeah. Chinese bangs I'm and shit. You. I was like... I'm telling you. She had on earrings and like a move something. You know, Irv Leger, whatever the hell them dresses are. Like <laughs> one of them one of them ace bandage dresses. She had one on at the club and shit on the show. I was like, I all right, the, Annalise. The yeah, you gotta you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta <laughs> like, do your show. Like, yeah. like by the end of this episode, he'll be able to do the Matrix with Sierra. Mm. Um anyway, another episode of the Friend Zone, ladies and gentlemen. This is actually really fun. I'm having a good time doing this because I've had a really shitty fucking day. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, let me not say that. I'm trying to transform my thinking. Mm-hmm. And um, I was listening to another podcast and I need to figure out the name of it so I can uh, talk about it on here because it was just something about uh, this person's five habits when they get up in the morning and how this is going to help change them. Anyway, I'm getting away from myself. Uh <laughs> The parts of my day that were terrible and made me want to lose my shit just had to involve work, which is just a small part of my day. And uh, I at work, I had an encounter with one of my homegirls because she was going through something at the beginning of the shift. She told me that she experienced a murder. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know, Goodness. you know, we it was something heavy for us and it just kind of really sucked. And as I was going through work, 
uh, I work in in a restaurant as a server. If you if you don't know, and I deal with money all day to go along with food. And I was caught in a situation where I had to prioritize and I mismanaged some money, aka somebody is fifty dollars richer, and I'm ass out fifty damn dollars. Got got. I got got. I got mm-hmm. got. And long story short, at the end of the shift, um, my homegirl checked in on me. She was like, you know, what happened with your money? I was like, oh, it never came back up. And she was just telling me how she was so tired and ready to go. And I just passively asked. I was like, oh, you know, what's wrong with you? Forgetting that we've spoken earlier. And she was like, you know, well, my friend did pass away this weekend. I was like, oh, damn, my bad. And uh, we just kind of kept talking about some shit. And it wasn't a moment where I just really just (laughs) missed what was being said to me. But it was a moment where I was like, damn, I'm worried about 50 damn dollars and you deal, you know, you're dealing with something on a different scale. You know, you mm-hmm. you you've lost someone, <laughs> which is way more important than this money that's gonna come and go. And you know, at the end of the day, I was lucky enough to where that <clears throat> that situation got taken care of, so that fifty dollars didn't have to come out of my pocket. But it was still like, damn, like you know, I, I was just like, it, it was like I was raped, which is extreme and even worse to say. When you the sense of violation that you felt, yes, yeah, absolutely. But then it just kind of made me sit back and have to take a look out of myself and um, transform my thinking because it was like such a small thing to have lost <clears throat> that fifty dollars, whereas this girl was dealing with that. And I always think about like in my friendships, um, you know how I try. I do actually try to be a present friend. Like I try to get one on one time in with all of my friends. I try to check in with everybody every once in a while. I try to ignore as many FaceTime calls from Dustin <laughs> before I pick up a phone call with him. <laughs> By the way, he held me hostage on FaceTime the other day. Like, and you had a good ass time, so don't front for the listeners. Before, you had a great time before, in that that end zone of the friend zone. Yeah. You had a great time, so don't front. That's you know we had fun on FaceTime. Really Thank weird. you very I'm, much. I'm just start pa- we should start pausing. In that other. end zone of the friend zone, hey, <laughs> with your skin tone. What else rhymes with zone? Because um, you love long. Don't want to moan and groan. You need a herringbone. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> Damn, I dropped the ball. Anyway, yeah. So, well, I I would like to say this. May whoever stole that $50 from you get a kidney stone in the morning the size of a duffel bag. I'm telling you. Oh I'm telling you. Or not even that. Not that. What can they get? What can happen? I don't know. I just hope, like, you know, I hope they fall and trip somewhere in New York City in one of these grates, and, like, their toenail gets caught on the grate and it rips oh, right off. That's what I hope they get for taking that $50. Don't you feel better about it now? I, you know, mm. I luckily the day was longer than this situation, and mm. I was able to reset. A couple other bad things did happen, but by that time, after the whole $50 thing and then the whole thing with me and my homegirl and talking... And sitting down and, like, really talking to myself and reflecting about, like, it's only Tuesday. I'm going to be off tomorrow. Like, the rent is actually paid. So, like, I'm about to go on this trip. I had to think about all these great things coming. And luckily, I had that. But then I still found myself later, like, feeling guilty about my homegirl. Like, she don't have that. And Mm -hmm. I did, you know, I text her and everything to check in. But um, do you feel like you were telling me you had an email that was something similar about being, you know, a better friend. And it's like, do you feel like, or do you ever find yourself in a situation similar to that where you just feel like you kind of dropped the ball in a friendship or um, I just, do. Didn't, just didn't do what you thought should have been done? Yes, I did get an email about that from one of our listeners. Actually, um, it's a listener named Timothy out of Michigan. So shout out to Timothy and all of our listeners from Michigan, but Michigan, excuse me. But he wrote in 
Um, and he said that he had just found a song by John Mayer that he really liked. And the lyrical content was was generally um, it was centralized around his tipping point to maturity. Right. Or like singular events that happened in his life that kind of forced him to be mature or kind of taught him or inspired him to be mature. Um, and our listeners spoke about some personal things that he had gone through. And he also said it, it, it made him think even deeper and wonder, you know, if he was good at being a good friend. He said that he knew that he was helpful and even generous at times. He knew he was good at being present and literally showing up for his friends. But he did not believe that he was a good shoulder to cry on. And he admitted that he can be cold and sterile at times and that it was unintentional. So he, his question for us was, is it important to be all things for your friends or is it enough to just be the best at the things that you're good at? And mm -hmm. so um, it's just funny how that ties into what you experienced today at work right. um, where you, you know, were managing your own stress. And then you were you found out that your friend was managing stress on a totally different level or a different type of stress. And so you felt um, obligated almost to show concern or to kind of put your your issues on the back burner, right. you know, and shelve them temporarily to kind of be there for her and make sure that she felt good. Um it's my belief that friendships are most successful and most fulfilling when they're organic, right? Like when it's just natural and you don't feel like you're doing something to literally be a good friend. Um, I've been fortunate enough to have friends who the process for me is organic. So like if I talk to you about something or talk to you about something and you share with me that you're upset about something, I never have the moment where I, like, where I say to myself, okay, Dustin, focus on them it's just a natural reaction for me like damn so what happened or you know or what can I do to fix it or you know maybe you just need to talk about it and maybe I can help you like think about other things that can get your focus or your perspective on the situation to a certain place or whatever and so I've never had to had to really think about whether or not I was doing enough I guess I should say when it came time to be empathetic or to be a listener or anything like that, because it just kind of comes naturally to people that I care about. But I do recognize that sometimes you're having a day where you are so overwhelmed or so burdened with everything going on in your life that it does feel like someone is adding to the pile sometimes. And in those moments, there is a, 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 a point where you check yourself and you say, OK, Instead of, you know, dismissing this or being nonchalant about it, this is obviously important to this person that I care about. So let me put my shit on pause and devote some time to them, you know, and help them. And actually what I found is that in those moments, it's helped me to, like, manage my stress even more so because I've actually paused and started thinking um just I've just started thinking a different way. I've put some order to my thoughts, I guess, mm -hmm. when it comes to like listening to them and helping them. And it helps me interpret my own stuff better. So, yeah, yeah. sometimes it can give you perspective. Right. Yeah. It's really easy to get stuck in your head about your own problems. And like you said, your friend just lost someone and right. suddenly that $50 may have felt like the biggest 50 problem. cents. <laughs> right? Yeah. But now you're like, it okay, put it in some, right. Now like, it's like, absolutely. okay, I'm still alive. Yep. <laughs> you know, I didn't lose anyone today. Thank God. And suddenly that $50 just doesn't seem as heavy. So sometimes it is cool to pull you out. Of, I'm not saying that your friend's problems are cool, but you know right. what I mean? Sometimes right. it's, it's, Sometimes you have to look outside of yourself to see what else is happening. You know what I mean? I, funny enough, I, 
because um, we mentioned before, like being that friend that everyone kind of piles on. Right. So that is sort of the position I've taken with a lot of my friendships. But this past uh, birthday of mine, I was going through a lot. My grandmother was dying, uh, just really stressed. You know, just a lot happening, just finances and just everyday stresses. And it was my birthday, and I, I kind of really wasn't even having... You know, sometimes you just don't even care. It's like another day. One of those things. Birthday blues, I guess. And one of my really good friends called me at, like, my phone's ringing at, like, 6 in the morning, 7 in the morning, something like that. And I'm thinking, look at her calling me, like, to wish me happy birthday or whatever, waking me up. So I pick up all, like, you know, you're like, hey. (laughs) 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 Trying to act like you're not hella happy that someone (laughs) called you at 7 in the morning. And she's like, girl, let me tell you. She's like crying. Oh, and no. She didn't even know it was my friend. <laughs> I didn't know oh, what no. you about to say. Like, yeah, my child just cried. <laughs> she's crying to tell me about a fight she got into with her boyfriend. Oh, damn. And I was just like, uh, like, and I let her just talk. Mm-hmm. But it was that feeling of like, okay, okay, friend. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Put your feelings outside right now because this feels nuts. If someone's calling you on your birthday, they clearly don't even remember that it is. You thought this was a different convo. She's calling you to pile on at 7 in the morning at that. And then it was that feeling of, do you just fake it right now and just be like, oh, girl, you know, like, that's crazy. And the typical, you know, or do you, like, how do you set yourself aside in that moment and i i did just because i was like okay what she was going through in the moment was really whack you know and and i talked her through it and then by the time we got off maybe like an hour later <laughs> at the end of it she was like girl what are you what are you doing today you know like what are you gonna do mm. for the rest of the day and i was like oh well, it's my birthday <laughs> mm. and she was like oh my god <laughs> she felt like pure ass <laughs> damn you know and it yeah. was just that awkwardness but in that moment it really was interesting when we got off the phone you know that number one she didn't even remember she was so into her conversation and her need to unload yeah that not once did she ask me am i catching you at a weird time like are you good can i talk to you is it cool i'm sorry i'm calling you seven more like none of that mattered and then she just went zero to 100 just right like it was just like i have to let this go on someone you know and and so it is an interesting question as far as friendships like the email that you got dustin where it's like okay how do you maintain these healthy friendships and 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 you do want to be there for your friends when they're going through things but sometimes your friends can take advantage you know or sometimes it can be so one-sided right you know like there are a lot of friends and i'm sure a lot of people can relate that probably haven't asked you how you're doing like ever (laughs) or just don't it's not something that even comes up but maybe you're the friend that is quick to ask your friends how you're doing and maybe whenever you guys speak it's you it's 95 percent you helping them figure something out you know so then it's like you know you have to start kind of examining your friendships like you know we spend a lot of time examining our boyfriends and girlfriends but friendships are i think equally as important like is this this contributing to my life is it taking away you know like do i feel stressed by you being my friend you know are you are you always going through something right like because there's some friends that are always going through something and you just like wow like you are heavy almost in my life and i want to be there for you but it's like wow you know and the years keep passing and you're just like 
we're still having the same conversations about the same men, the same problems, and you know, and it's just like, how, like, I don't know. What do you think? How do you resolve that? Some shit like that, you know. For you know, I'm really big on my friends being my friends, which is a great thing. But it also the downfall is like I'm a really big enabler. So like, if you're the type of friend that's doing some of the same <laughs> shit like year after year after year, like I feel like I can only do so much to help you. But because you are my friend, like, you know, I'm still going to be there with you in that incident. Right. Just to kind of go away from where we originally were to go into this, because mm-hmm. this is about to speak to me a little bit. Like, I feel like I always <clears throat> I always ask my friends what they're you know, how they're doing with the intention of actually knowing. Whereas right. people do it like obligatory, like, oh, I'm fine. Like, blah, 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 blah. blah. What about you? Ten years later <laughs> and you. And then you're like talking and they like turn the corner. It's like, what? <laughs> mm, right yeah but i think that's like and does that make them any any less of a friend that they don't seem to be concerned with your well-being you know what um no i mean i feel like you know it hurts and sometimes that should just be like crazy but then you don't know what people are going through you don't know where the, what they haven't been through to even realize why they're you know not able to do that you know but what I'm if saying? you had a boyfriend that never Oof. showed concern. <laughs> that just gave you heebie-jeebies. Mm-hmm. If you like had a boyfriend word. that never showed concern for the things you were going through, or was constantly just piling on, piling on, piling on, you wouldn't stick. I don't think you'd stick around for that. So why is it that we allow it, or more allowing with friends? I think because, oh God, okay. <laughs> like I think because your friendships just feel much more stripped and naked than a relationship does, a romantic relationship. You know you can get away with more in friendships than relationships. Sorry, yeah. that, that's how I feel. Like, like essentially also in relationships because the other, okay, I guess I just have to speak for myself, huh? Mm-hmm. Like to me, the only time I really care what somebody thinks about me is if I'm like dating them. Right. Mm-hmm. Then it matters to me, their perception of me. I want to be the savior. I want to be this, you know, this, this, this pillar of strength. I want to be sexy to them. I want to be wanted. You know what I mean? And I want to be, I want them to pay attention to me and to make sure that I'm happy and satisfied, you know, and do extra stuff to make me feel like I'm special to you, right. you know? And so it would be a problem for me if I was dating someone and they weren't present in our relationship and didn't give a damn about what was going on in my life and did not, you know, extend the olive branch. I did not, you know, extend themselves essentially to like make sure that I knew that they were concerned and cared about my feelings. Friendships is different for me. All my friends, like, I have full faith in our friendships, right? So I don't have any expectations. Like, I'm I'm content. I feel like we're okay. And so I never feel as if they're not present in our friendship. I never feel as if they're distracted. Like, we listen to what each other has to say, and that's it. You know what I mean? I, I ask them what's going on in their life. We share what's going on, especially now that I live in New York, and several of my close friends do not. So all of our conversations are essentially updates. What's been going on? Right. What are you doing with that? So it's a it's a exercise in listening on both ends, right. you know, and I'm grateful for that because I think it's really good practice on how to be a good friend and be attentive because all I know is what you tell me because I'm not there. So we're in a sense forced to take to tell each other everything that's going on in our lives. Right. And so <clears throat> it works out. Um, 
don't but know. How do you, but how do you resolve it when you're going through a lot, mm-hmm. and then your friends, you know, are, like what happened with your with Asante's friend? Like, you're going through one thing, your friend calls you with something else. Do you put your issue aside and just hear them out, or does it become a shit fest where you're like, well, girl, <laughs> well, me too, and then it's like we both just shit festing on the phone, and then some people that's their whole friendship. Yeah, I know a lot of people that their friendship, and I know we've mentioned this before on the show, is like it's you bond in misery in a way, and that's kind of what y'all link up for to just be like, girl, let me tell you what he did or my job, and you know, and then it's just a shit fest at all times, and uh you guys aren't really lifting each other's vibrations. You know, one thing I noticed, my friendships have changed a lot in the mm-hmm. past couple of years because when I was younger, it was more about, um, we were kind of each other's escapes in a weird way. It was like, let's go get drunk, let's go to the club, mm-hmm. let's talk shit about people, let's watch these shows. And there was never any real emotional thread or interaction with each other. Granted, you're younger, that's not really right. what friendships are about a lot of the times. But now I'm noticing my friendships are more about us pushing each other to be, you know, there's a few exceptions, but for the most part, (laughs) (laughs) you know, my core friends, I should say, that that have been there. It's more about, you know, we might not speak as often because all of us are really busy, but it's more so about like, yo, are you good? Like, I know you said you wanted to accomplish X, Y, and Z by the end of this year. Like, are you happy with how the year's going? I saw this online. Like, you're killing it. And it's always this high vibration interaction. And it's always, is there anything I can do? You know, and I noticed that that's a lot of the friendships that don't make me feel that way. Not saying that that's all, you you know, friendships look differently. They can can be different things. You get different things from different people. I accept that. But... I kind of notice I'm gravitating towards the friendships where when we speak, it's like it's about something. It energizes you. Yeah, yeah. like I want to know the great things that you're doing. I want to know your next set of goals for the next year. Like I want to hear, you know, like I don't, I don't want to have shit fest conversations. I don't anymore. either. I'm tired of those. For me, right? Like it, it's contingent upon this. And it just made sense to me right here in this instant. There are friendships that I have had for like years, right? Where we have history and we've been through things together where like I have been, you know, at low points and they've been there and like went through it with me and like been a supportive friend and vice versa. Yeah. So essentially we've built trust. You know what I mean? Based on the fact that we both have seen each other at really low points and never like um done any never mistreated each other in any way we've done nothing but support each other and so there's a there's a vulnerability there where i feel like i can share secrets or things that i'm not the most proud of and it does um fall under the umbrella of a shit fest conversation (laughs) but it's not negative you know what i mean because essentially it's us like trying to get out of the dark feelings being very transparent Mm -hmm. with one another like this is what's going on can you believe this and then xyzyz then the conversation mood transitions into and so but in other news this is what's going good and you celebrate the good moments right. and encourage well, each other as well there's a balance exactly but I know people listening know that they have those friends where it's just that part of the conversation doesn't come up it never like stops it's always just what's off, wrong I mean how many times have you gotten off the phone and felt heavy mm-hmm. or like depleted by people calling to the point that you kind of don't really answer every That's time they real. call That's because real. you look at the phone like oh I already know it's about to be some bullshit yep. and, and you hate feeling yep. that way 
because you want to be there for people. That's your job, and you want to be unconditional. I don't want to set conditions. I don't want my friends to feel like, listen, girl, you can only call me if it's good news. Like, yes, we all have <laughs> bad times. We all hit those rock bottoms. Sometimes, you know, and maybe it could also be me because I'm someone that I don't vent. I don't call people when I'm doing bad. I've never been that type of person to be like, girl, like this what happened. Like, that's just not me. I always have to just figure my shit out. Me yeah. too. And even when own. I share it, friend, it's very much. It's in always a, a sort of. You know this. Even when I share when things are not going, you know, good for me, it's very much in a sense of. So this is what the fuck is going just, on with me. And, and I just list it out and be like, but you know what? Like, I can't believe it, but whatever. It's, it's, I, I, I never am a, because that's very unattractive to me for people to have like a woe is me mentality and always, just yeah. always be down and nothing's ever going good. It's disgusting for mm-hmm. me. And a lot of times you find that like in relationships, even when you start dating people, people kind of want to get close to you so they start sharing information with you that's kind of negative or things that they may be going through and it becomes a pattern and it's just like realize asante's making faces so i'm so curious yeah (laughs) well i'm gonna go ahead and like cut the head off of that relationship part we was about to dip into Mm -hmm. and go back to what you were saying before because i think it's very very dope that you are the type of friend that like wants to hit your friends up to know their goals and stuff like that not to say that i don't call my friends and ever try to see what they're doing but it made me think about... Hold on, let me spit my gum out. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> it's juicy mouth over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, my... Oh, I know. <laughs> it was good, too. I was like, damn, I this can is some... see. <laughs> we all um, heard it. I've been using that new earth paste, too, so it's the... Uh, oh. oh, no plug, no plug. We They're should talk about me. the new wellness section. Oh, we... Okay, we Ooh. can do that. <laughs> um, but you know what? And I was going to say something before because I feel like since I moved to New York, my scope of how to be a friend has changed, too. Back when I lived in Atlanta, like, I had, uh, like, a best, best friend, right? And then all my other, like, friends. And I was, like, they were my party friends. They were my work friends. Like, just a shit ton of different people I used to kick it with. But there was my best friend when we would talk on the phone. We could talk about, like, everything. We having, like, five to ten different conversations going on at once. And by the end of the conversation, we've talked about everything, sorted through everything. Everything's good in the hood. Now, like, because you live in New York City... You don't have time. Literally. To, like, True. You literally don't have time to sit on the phone with somebody, talk about everything that they got going on, everything that you have going on, the bad stuff, try to get back on the good foot. Like, that's what I've noticed. And for me, it was kind of hard to deal with that. It's kind of like if you're from the South and you always say, excuse me. Like, I still say, excuse me. So I, I still get mad about shit. Whereas everybody else just dropped the excuse me so they don't give a fuck. <laughs> right. Like, it's kind of that same not concept even in to there. me. Yeah. yeah. So it was so hard. Like, it had to... Not to say that now I talk to people less on the phone because I don't want to talk about what they're doing or whatever. But I do find that I spend less time on the phone now just because it's, like, it's so much harder to check in and deal with my shit and know that I'm going to have to deal with somebody else's stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And when I do check in, like, because I am in such good a good space, you know, most of the time when I am on when I finally get on the phone, I, uh, I can be that friend to kind of help talk somebody else through some stuff because it's right. like I've spent the rest of my day like having my own thoughts. And when I deleted my Twitter, it was good to like not see a timeline of everybody else's opinions and stuff like that. Everyone's problems. Yeah. <laughs> and I think part of that was like, you know, just part of that whole mentality of like me. Dustin was calling me selfish because I don't go visit him in his neighborhood. <laughs> and uh, just the, and when he was saying that to me, I actually I was, was like, calling you sorry. Remember? Oh, <laughs> I was like, you also said selfish. <laughs> he, 
he definitely said sorry, and I was like, I am absolutely not sorry. <laughs> I mean, at, no, at first I was like, I am sorry, because I'm not coming. Like, but then I thought to myself later, because I kept saying to him, I was like, I wish I was more selfish, but like I was like, damn, I can be pretty selfish when it comes to other people now. Like that's why whenever we talk about relationship type stuff, I'm all like, not about it. Because right. in my friendships, I try to be very present, and then I see what works and what doesn't, because I still believe that whoever I end up being with, that's going to be like, you know, my best friend. So I want to make sure like that I'm the best friend that I can be. So when I get into that relationship phase, like I'm going to be that best friend. So you hear that shit, friend? He practicing on us. Right. What kind of shit, friend? (laughs) What kind of shit is that, friend? (laughs) That means means he's not answering our calls. He answered our calls. First of all, he just let us know. First of all, my love is not practice, okay? (laughs) My love is not practice. That's the name of your book. (laughs) Let me write that down. Actually. My love is not practice. I do like that. That sounds like a TD Jakes. Okay. You know what? Okay. Oh, oh, you know what? Thou art loose. Hold on. I got to buy this tonight if I'm going to do it. Um, Earlier, I was talking about this podcast, and the guy was saying the five things he does when he gets up in the mm-hmm. morning. You're going to shit yourself when I say this to you. One of the five things that he does is journal. Uh, okay. oh, and another one of them is meditate. Oh! Okay. And so I was listening. He must be listening so to you. Okay. Though. <laughs> so because I'm like really trying to focus on some shit now, um, I came across that podcast and it's going to m- put me into some business mindset for some things. Mm-hmm. And like as a friend, they always tell you, you always go into some sort of bubble or some shit when you're about to brew some stuff. And uh, I did all this before I got to work. So then I get to work and dealt with that. And that's why I had that epiphany today. I was like, yeah, if I can't be like, you know how you always apply things to all different areas of your life. Like I was like, if I can't put certain things in perspective and compartmentalize properly or be this type of person to other people like you know will i be confident enough to do a b and c yeah so i thought that that w- that's why i decided to kind of bring that up today i'll I tell like you it. i'll tell you something else too that i think is relevant um because like you mentioned about how living living in new york city we're busy and so mm-hmm. sometimes we literally don't have time to speak and i actually think that that's not even specific to just living here i think when you become like purpose driven yeah and when you find a focus yep. and you literally like all of your energy is poured into that you literally don't have time because you plan your day and you schedule it to make optimal optimal use of all of your time yep. right and that and that ties into what i was saying how Although I feel like I, I'm there for all of my friends, I notice that I'm gravitating more mm-hmm. towards the ones that when they call me, we we are speaking about our goals. And they're, t- you know, like, because my mind now, and there is a guilt, because it's like, I don't want to not talk to my other friends right. that don't have anything going on, or their life is just a continuous cycle, because I would love to help them you know, figure it out. But I've also learned that it's not my job absolutely to, not. to help everyone in the world figure everything out. Yep. And I almost feel like I always take on that weight and that, and then I get mad at uh, them, but they're, you know, they're, they're just, good. They're good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like, but Fran, you put yourself in that position. You can't get mad at your friend yep. because they, have, they are just taking in what you're giving all the time. So, you know, I've I think the space I'm in now is not feeling so bad and being okay that you are outgrowing friendships that are no longer aligned with you feeling good. And that's okay. Say it that's one more great. time, friend. You are outgrowing You are outgrowing friendships. friendships that are no longer aligned with you feeling good. And I think that that is mm. okay. And mm. I and I that's where I am now where it's like, listen, girl, I'm sorry that your life feels this way, but, like, you have to understand that, like, we can't keep having these conversations. It's been, like, 
10 years that you're mad about so-and-so cheating. And it's like, I'm just not in that space. Let me tell you something. I have friends right now that I love with my entire being. Every right? fiber. Love me. them. But they are in that space that you were just referencing. And what I have found most beneficial in learning how to manage that, because when you care about somebody, you become... You don't um, want to throw anyone away. Right. And you also don't want to become intrusive. And, and everybody is allowed to be at whatever place on the spectrum they are, Absolutely. whether they're landing and staying mm -hmm. or whether they're moving. Right. right. So I keep well that said. in the forefront of my mind. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just have to have a reverence because you change. Right. Mm -hmm. You grow, you change. And especially when you're in when you when you do the type of work that we all do or that the, when you're pursuant of some type of goal. Right. Mm -hmm. It takes all your time and it ends up changing you, your perspectives, your views, your yeah. opinions, everything. And even the people you want to be around. So yep. sometimes things that you shared in common with people who you were as close as you could possibly be with, it's no longer a priority for you or it's no longer even the way that you feel. And you become this person who has outgrown essentially the friendship. Or it's no longer what you want to talk it's about. It's no longer your interest. You and know? so for me... I, in those situations, I rely on my reverence of the history that we have. Right. I rely on the fact that we are great friends. I know that I can trust you. And although we're in two completely different places, we can sit up and have a conversation and laugh about things and share jokes because of the years of history that we but have. Do you ever feel fake when you catch up with them? Where no. Nope. Do you, here's my question. Do you ever feel like you're like, it's almost like throwing someone a bone. Like, let not me just, me. let me just kind of give them this to you not know what like, I do? get rid of the friendship. You know what I do? I'm honest about what's going on with me in my life. You ask me what's going on. I'm going to tell you what's going on. I'm going to describe my day in detail. You're going to know that I've changed. You're going to mm -hmm. know that here's what I'm working towards. And so all of my focus is towards that. My downtime, I'm researching and planning and learning and, and growing as much as I can. And, if in me telling you that you have your own residual feelings about, you know, about what your about progression. the uh, Yeah. And about the difference that can be a thing, too, where it's almost like y'all are both clashing. You're clashing because they're in the same cycle and they're clashing because you're talking about all the things that you're doing. And it's like neither one of you wants to hear the other one in a right. weird way. But then you're still holding on to the friendship. So let's just be friends and let's be OK with the fact that we are two totally different places. We're two totally different people. Right. And it's OK for us to still be friends. Right. Our friendship doesn't have to be defined by our agreements. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... That's I how think, I feel. Shit. I think it's funny because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes organically <clears throat> the friendships kind of Grow fade apart. away. Yeah, 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 that does happen. I think um, especially like when you're growing, like for me, when I started to move to Atlanta or to Atlanta, when I started to move to New York, I just kind of slowly felt my friendships kind of fade away. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anybody like resented me for moving or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's mutual and it's fine. But I because i moved away i didn't know how to let go like i was that person that was actually growing and changing and my friends were kind of like you know you need to move on like <laughs> you know we, we love you and we want to be here for you and talk to you They're on like, the phone at night but you know you need to go out and be in new york and do that whole thing so sometimes right. we grow out on our own and it's cool but then there's other times where um it's kind of like it blinds like you're, you're blindsided you just don't know what's happening and right. i think a lot of the stages and changes that we go through in life kind of um um, sometimes we go through these phases in our lives where we are met with the opposition. Like, are we going to kill this friendship or is it cutoff season or mm -hmm. is it something that we can just kind of let go of or let, you know, run its course and see if we're going to come back around to this. And for me, I just 
I don't know. I don't ever cut anybody off. I think things just kind of fall. The chips fall where they may. It's a lot easier for me when it's a new friendship or a new. And uh, for me, really, I guess that's not true because it's not a friendship. It's easier for me when it's a new acquaintance, when it's somebody I just met, like we've been hanging out for like a couple of weeks and I'm seeing all these traits and just all this stuff that's like, Dustin, this is not worth your time. <laughs> it's much easier for me to stop answering the phone, stop returning texts, and literally just excommunicate you from my life. <laughs> you know, when it's someone that you've been friends with, for like one of your core friends, it's much more difficult when you get to that you place. Yeah, the emotional thread. Yep. Yeah. So that for to sure. me means that it's worth the effort and worth the work to try to find out how to meet each other halfway or find out how to, again, be relying upon the history that you share with someone and let that be the basis of of your care for them mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you have to agree with what they're doing every day or agree with their decision making or anything just right. the mere fact that that's your friend and, and y'all can kick it anyway. and that's enough yeah that's enough and some friendships are like that you know that you just love each other so much that it's like girl when you can get out this cycle <laughs> but you love them and you're gonna stay yeah. you know and then some of them like asante said it's like all right this is kind of run its course you know Cut off season. <laughs> <laughs> Some hit you with a couple of knees. All right, so we're going to hit him with a couple of wellness segments. Hey. Speaking of. <laughs> and now for the stone to keep your friends close. No, <laughs> and your enemies. Further shit. <laughs> okay. Um, Actually, this week's wellness segment is going to be a little different because last week we discussed you know what? First, before I even say that, <laughs> the Bessie pictures, y'all, <laughs> that y'all tweeted us, I was like, what is happening? Because <laughs> I didn't see the movie. So I'm like, why is Queen Latifah naked <laughs> on my timeline right now? <laughs> did it make you, wait, did it make you want to go watch it afterwards? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> <laughs> just let it all out, friend. You just, you just let your Bessie out. You just, just let your... Ooh, wait, so, and the way she looked so, at that mirror. Okay, wait, like, so like later on that day or like the next morning when you got the I shower. Did, the did, yeah, did, <laughs> <laughs> did you stop it? Did I, did I have did my bestie run? moment? <laughs> I think we all did though. That's the funny part. I think every person that listened to the podcast the next morning was in front of the mirror like, okay. <laughs> yep. That's it. That's it. Woo. All right. Getting back to the wellness. Mm, um, mm, so the funny. best. <laughs> So a lot of you took the Bessie moment to heart, which I was really happy about. Um, all jokes aside, yes. a lot of you, you know, agreed that it was time for you to sit in front of the mirror and kind of start. <laughs> they are still have the giggles in here. <laughs> no, yes. but seriously, yes. I logged on to the friends on Twitter and was like, what? What, <laughs> <laughs> what is all of this? <laughs> okay. So you guys um, were looking in the mirror and really dissecting the things that you loved about yourselves, the things that you didn't love. And, right. right. And agreed with us that it was time to start making the natural changes, the healthy way and not looking for the online Instagram shortcuts. Mm-hmm. So one of the common questions that I kept getting, were, and I think this would be a cool way. Um, since people are starting to send in the things that they do want to, I hate the word change, but improve, I should say, or find ways, you know, to to work on it. And a lot of people were hitting me up um, talking about their nails, which I thought was so interesting. Ooh. Yeah, because a lot, you know, you get the airbrush and it's so toxic and the um, acrylics and the gel nails. And a lot of those are like really, really high chemicals. And, you know, you, we're from the hood. You're used to those smells. You walk <laughs> yeah. in, you don't realize you're sitting in right. the you're like, mm, Right, that acrylic. airbrush smell from the, you know. The, so 
But, you know, once you start getting a little older, you start realizing maybe I shouldn't be sitting in this salon right. with right. this smile because the ladies like, have masks on right. <laughs> and I don't. So, you know, uh, women were asking me and men, too, were asking me about how to have uh, healthier looking hands and nails, which is really a great question, I think, because your hands are such an important part of your day, especially if you're working, handling your kids, you know. Right. So someone was asking... Um, how can I stop using all these fake nails and products and what do you suggest? And cause my nails are natural and they're long and really healthy. I try to keep them in good shape. And one of my, my advice for that is coconut oil, which I always mm. suggest cause everyone has coconut oil at home somewhere. So just giving your hand yourself a nice hand massage before going to bed. It's yeah. I, I even suggest keeping a nice cute little jar on your night table and massaging your nails and your hands and your cuticles because your nails need moisture just like your skin does. That's and right. I don't know why people kind of forget that, even on your, especially on your feet, you know? Especially so, on your feet. <laughs> so I think... <laughs> you be sitting there rubbing coconut oil on your, your I, hands and toes. I do, and even when I give myself... What you um, be listening to while you do that? Love Jones. No, let me say <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you got me into Travis Scott now. Oh, hey, hey oh, oh my, oh my, oh. What is I it? Love. Don't you open the window? Hey. Hey. <laughs> you love antidote. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, turn on your Travis Scott, get out yes. that coconut oil, and start yeah. massaging those nails. You guys, your nails can't be ashy out here and your skin thriving. It doesn't make sense. Give your body that same attention from head to toe. Please. And your nails i promise you if you go on my instagram you can scroll back and and see there was like a a nail thing that i did where i showed how my nails looked after eight weeks of massaging them every night for uh with the coconut oil and you guys it looked so fake that people on the train were just staring at my hands like look this swv (laughs) you know but it was natural it was cool i did it just for you guys just to show you that you don't have to get these fake nails you can if you want we're all adults obviously but there's a healthier alternative that doesn't put your health at risk. And, of course, I'm going to let you know about it. So I suggest you do that for those of you that asked me. And for the next couple of weeks for the wellness segment, because we kind of just been going with the flow based on the hot button topic, I think um, we'll just stick to you guys asking me, like, listen, this is what I want to improve, friends. Do you have any suggestions? And I have tons of them on the way from skin to hair to teeth. You name it, even for the fupas, whatever we have to <laughs> fix out here. So... <laughs> I love you guys and go ahead and get that coconut oil. Oh, and you know what? <laughs> I love you so much, friend. Oh you are god. on tonight, oh baby. Oh my god, this I can't believe this is happening Listen, right now. I love <laughs> it. I the tip that I uh, before I forget before we move on to the icebreakers. Also, um if you are someone that does your own at-home manicures, which I do of course, right? Use the coconut oil as your base um, before you put on the actual base coat. And I know that the people say, and Dustin's hands looking all nice over here. He's over here parading them. I'm proud. So, <laughs> so um, I know a lot of people say that oil would make the nail polish not adhere properly. but mm. And that kind of makes sense when you think about it. But I've done it. Obviously, you don't want your hands to be dripping in oil. Mm-hmm. Just moisturize it enough where you, your hands look nice and you know smooth. And then add your base coat on top of that. Add your polish. Add your top coat. Some of my favorite healthy brands, by the way, um, Ginger and Liz. If you're in New York, they have it at Ricky's. You can get it online on Amazon. Um, 100% pure organics. Essie and OPI actually have changed their formulations. They ta- they've taken a lot of the uh, toxic ingredients out. So 
you can buy those and not feel those as are guilty. Really popular, and those are yeah. popular. You see those at Dwayne Reed and CVS. They're kind of easy and accessible. So now you can feel a little bit better about buying those, which is great. I'm glad that brands are starting to change their mind about what's important for us. You know, people over profit finally. So um, definitely check those P-O-P. brands out. <laughs> P.O.P. <laughs> Oh, God. So, <laughs> so, you just couldn't resist. I couldn't. <laughs> and I, I understand exactly why. <laughs> so hopefully those tips will have your hands and feet looking beautiful. And you have winter coming up. So you can, you know, hibernate and get those feet and hands no popping for zone. spring. You ain't no getting ash. in my bed with no rusty hard feet and messy, <laughs> messed up hands. I'm just telling you. Right. So I'm really grateful that you brought this up. Right. Because it's people important. don't understand the importance of... And I'm someone that notices hands. Me too, Some friend. people notice teeth. Some people no- I notice. I don't know why I've always been a hand person. I notice hands and I definitely notice feet. You need a feet person? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's like, so I, like it's funny. important to me that, like, you, you're not. Like, you, you just not. You think it says a lot about how the person you can go. Yeah, you can go. Because I feel like you know. He for real laughs at holes and socks. <gasps> really? Asante is just <laughs> garbage. <laughs> look, 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 look. Look, he's dying right now. <laughs> but the point is, I just think that a lot of times, especially as men, we neglect ourselves. We neglect our hands and our feet and things that 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 we are. Because they almost feel it's feminine. Exactly, they associate with femininity. This is your health. It's so weird. And when I take my socks off, sometimes I take my shoes off. People are like, "Oh my god! Like you take care of your feet? Yes. Yeah, Hell right. yeah! I take yeah. care of my feet. Like what do you mean? Yeah, the dude that I'm dating now, <laughs> he never, he like never put like yeah, he never put uh, lotion all over. He would just put it like on his Where arms. Where it shows. <laughs> Basically, if he would get dressed and mm-hmm. then put lotion mm-hmm. on, and I was like, "Dude, no, no, you no, should no, take no. care of your skin. Like the older you get, this moisture is what's gonna keep you like supple and tight keep and young." Yeah, and it gives how does you he that feel sick. now, friend? Now he be like, I'll see him in the bathroom. He'll be from head to toe in coconut oil, and he looks great. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, "Don't you feel different?" He's like, "Yo, I can't even lie. Like I feel good. Yep. You know, I feel like I'm taking care of myself." Yep. So, guys, fellas. Don't be afraid of a little coconut oil in your feet and your booties and Please. your legs. Like, just, you know, there's, listen, there's no greater feeling than that shower after a long day and then just massaging your body from head to toe in oil and then getting in that bed. Like, treat yourself like royalty. It you, feels so it, good. I was going to ask you, is it okay to, uh, after you rub coconut oil all over yourself, to, like, go to sleep in it? Yes. Or that that's so good. Okay. Your skin needs it. I remember um, some there was an interview where someone asked Nia Long, like, how does she manage to look so amazing? Right. Because her skin is beautiful and it's natural. Like, you can tell she doesn't even have to wear makeup. And yeah. she said... She was like, I grease up. Yeah, know she grease didn't, up, yeah, baby. Yeah, and I know you know That's she was saying like, right I, she's like, I am not afraid of just being overly moisturized from head to toe and that's how i stay young and i honestly that's my trick too and people are surprised at my age and i'm like honestly it's how yeah it's my diet and my lifestyle as a whole but moisturizing is like so important people don't realize how life-changing it is you know so that's my wellness tip for this week and like i said for the next couple of weeks we're gonna get a little more hey friend hayish with them and giving some I love more it. direct uh, health and beauty tips, and then we'll get back to the mental health. And uh, you know, why don't people out. know though, friend? And we're not going to harp on feet for twenty minutes, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but why don't people know? I see people in transit, and I'm sure you guys they don't do too. Think about, Women honestly. and men, but I, I think see it's them. Something that people just don't prioritize, and they just don't understand 
the effects of it on their health as a whole. I think it's just one of those things that's easy to forget. You but know? your foot isn't supposed to look like that. Like it's like that's it's a clear indicator that <laughs> something is wrong. Right. Have you just seen some like? Well, okay, never mind. Never they mind. wear sandals. I, I forgot we live in like, New York and with no feet. shame. Le- thick, dead skin and. Like they just don't care. It's like they don't even try yeah. at all. I Black there toenails. Was a lady, there was a lady next to me once on the train, and I guess she caught me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I didn't realize the face I had, and I was looking at her feet, and she and she turns to me and goes, "I'm a runner," and I was like, "I am too." Right? I don't, like I what? Didn't the understand. <laughs> like, I felt bad though. And I'm ready like, to take not. off running right now. Like I'm ready to show you how much of a runner I am. When I see them damn feet. I felt off. I was like, God, I didn't even fix my face. In were you were you trying to keep up with the train? <laughs> was you running on the train tracks to get here? Like, what was this? Yeah, look, I'm a runner. Yeah, you are, aren't I you? A road runner, <laughs> right? <laughs> on hot coals. No, but guys, take care of yourselves. Like, it's not even just about beauty, but just uh, we said it last time. Don't be afraid to treat yourselves like gods and goddesses, man. Please. Take herb baths and lather lav- your skin with oils. Like, Please. just be gorgeous and beautiful and healthy. I yes. think I learned from you like a while back that like. Um, how important it is because of the toxins and shit. Like, if you have really clean feet, that means like you're doing okay with your body. Or yeah, something. your what you feet. Me? Your feet or you are. A video or something yeah, about your this? feet are huge. Because remember, we were talking about the Aztec healing clay that oh, they yeah, sell that's at right. Whole Foods, yep, which I use all the time. It's on a everything. clay that, um, for those of you listening, they they call it Shea Butter Twitter. Hey y'all, <laughs> we know about that clay. But usually, YouTubers and beauty gurus will tell you about the clay as far as making a mask for your face or for your hair. But what people don't realize, you can actually use. <laughs> for your feet yeah and you just massage it and it number one takes out foot odor it uh softens your feet it detoxes like anything you might have like bacteria fungus of the nails like it is amazing and it's natural it's calcium it's bentonite clay like you need that in your life and it's a seven dollar jar that will last you forever. forever and it's called the aztec healing clay and Trust me, that little jar of powder, you just mix it with water, is life-changing. It's powder. It's powder. Make sure, make sure you tell them it's powder. Yeah, it's a powder. You mix it with a little bit of water, and you put it on your feet, and it's going to harden a little bit. But then you leave it for like 30 minutes, rinse it off, and if you, especially for those of you with odor or fungus problems in your nails, like you need this. Don't rely on prescription drugs or over-the-counter Don't. medications. Like. Go the natural route. Hit us up. Send us emails. Let us know what your ailments are. I am not a doctor, but I am someone that has taken my health from zero to 100. So Mm -hmm. there might be stuff that I have to offer. And if not, I can find someone who can. So, like I said... Take care of yourself, bonus, guys. Bonus, um, because you know we friends, but I'm still a fan. Bonus, <laughs> um, health segment, <clears throat> a wellness segment. Tell us your favorite like concoction with your Aztec clout, uh, powder. Ooh, my favorite concoction. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually, you know what? I was about to say the toothpaste I make, but I'm putting that on YouTube, so I won't even say it yet. <laughs> How about <laughs> but I, that? But I'll tell you guys this. There's a toothpaste you can make that includes the clay, yeah. coconut oil, baking soda, peppermint essential oil, four ingredients. That's all you need. And trust me, a lot of people are like, I'm not making that, but it's so cost effective. Those ingredients don't cost a lot. You buy it once, you got it for the whole year. Yep. So, And it's healthier. Your teeth will remineralize. I know yeah. that's a controversial statement because people are like, yeah, right. If you have a cavity, that's the end of your tooth. But that's just what you've been taught. So mm. you have to learn things by trying it, right? So trust me, I'm going to do a whole video on it, though. So mm. that's definitely my favorite concoction. There is a bomb in Hey Friend. <gasps> 
Uh-oh. No. Here comes the no. quiet. Do you see how... Okay, it but do you like, see how it just happens? It kicks up. I swear to God, I like, it just... I see it every time. So, this week... <clears throat> why Why this one? This week... Why this Because one? it is all, the one... Out of all in the catalog. One of my favorite songs on the face of the earth. Oh, my God. Near and far, four score and 40 years ago, from the ends of the earth <laughs> to Africa and Are you back. kidding me? You sound like Nas. One of the... Right. <laughs> To Africa, so one of my favorite songs is "Bomb and Gilead" by Karen Clark, Karen Clark Sheard. <laughs> it is an exercise. <laughs> she is a tour de force of he vocal prowess. I wish that she would work with DJ Mustard and oh Metro Boom God. and Metro oh Boomin. Karen Clark, I feel like she is very you, underutilized. Karen Clark Sheard and DJ. Mustard. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> Mustard on the beat. He would have to say yo instead of ho. He would have to be like mustard on the beat, yo. He already got it mapped out. Like and it would work, right? But I just think that her voice would just just glide over DJ Mustard or a Metro Boomin or Zaytoven, you know, all these people that we love their trap music. (laughs) I love Karen Clark Shear's voice and Bombing Gilead is just Give us give us a taste. No. I'll give it to you after we cut these mics off. But <laughs> um, yes, but bar- <laughs> oh, tell- it's still on. It's still on. We black owned. It's still on. But yeah, uh, so look up Bomb and Gilead, the live version. Um, and of course, I'll tweet. I usually tweet out whatever we talked about the next day after one of y'all tweets it to me. Right. So um, we'll tweet that tomorrow. But Bomb and Gilead, Bomb and Gilead by Karen Cox Sheard. Word. What's up? Yeah. Icebreaker time. Yes. Um, I actually have one because we're coming up on Halloween. Oh no! Your most ridiculous Halloween costume ever. I'm. I've always been kind of a Halloween pooper. You've never. Have you ever dressed? I'm up? the person that was a witch for like eight years. Straight. <laughs> oh my god! You know that Why, girl? Friend? That's me. The one that just goes and gets the black wig no, from Ricky's. Friend. You want to dress up this year? And the pointy black hat. Oh my god! Let, are you gonna dress up this year? <laughs> and maybe the kitten uh, mm-hmm. headband Wait, mm-hmm. and then the little whiskers. Friend, I'm awful. Do you want to be a basketball wife for Halloween this year? What? What would that even look like? Let me tell you something. If you dress, friend, <laughs> hey, friend, hey, as a basketball wife, I promise you, I will never stop. Like, if you dress up as a basketball wife, friend, I pr- and I already know what to put on her instantly. Like, <laughs> but here's the question: Which one would I be? All of them, because it's one costume. Create a wife, like create a wife. Unless you Tammy, then you got to wear like really bad wigs and like you know what's sit weird with your that legs you would open. ask that. Oh my god, because I was in St. Louis last year, and this older white lady. I was like in a supermarket getting food. I had an event, and I had time, so I was like, let me just grab some food. And this older white lady was like, "You're the girl from Basketball Wives." <laughs> she was like, "No, the hell, I'm not." <laughs> and the sad part. I was like, who the hell is she? Yeah. Who from Basketball Wives? I still want to know. Well, no, you don't look like anybody on that show. If you all like, have what? any suggestions, who? please tweet. <laughs> oh, God. Tweet me which Basketball Wives. Tweet, tweet which one she looks like and which one you want her to be for Halloween. And what the outfit, is, what it means, <laughs> what it looks like. Oh, my God. When I say this hilarious, actually, when I say genius. But don't, oh my but God. don't get crazy. 
Yeah. Um, because if you decide to be rude, y'all and it's, it's cold outside. If you decide to be rude, you got to deal with me, and y'all know y'all don't want to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just move. Let's just not even go there. So <laughs> let's not open up that. Let's can. just not even do that. <laughs> We're trying to be better. Open up that window. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, all of in this episode. Yes. <laughs> all right. See, see Wait, how the y'all, day turned around? The two of you have to say your nah, costume. Nah, it was just you. Uh, so we, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I just started dressing up for Halloween like three years ago. Oh, so you only So I'm new. Yeah. See, you're like me. Like, I just started dressing up for Halloween before that. Like, but I didn't grow up. you always have the funny, like, weren't you Northwest? I was Northwest, With yeah. her Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had the blanket and everything. Oh, I my God. That. So I was Northwest What do you year. think was the most ridiculous then? Last year, definitely. Last year, I was in online relationship. <laughs> I was, like, online day. And it told, it chronicled a story from, like, the first, like, to the first them? poke. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I have a couple so good cool. ideas for this this year but it's just it's gonna be a challenge to pull this off this year so wish me mm-hmm. luck and y'all will be at kid fury's house trilloween right oh trilloween. hell yeah you, know you gotta plug that in hell yeah, yeah. trilloween all day and this year there's actually two, two. trilloweens dc right yep. dc is saturday so i'll be at dope. both so yep. y'all will be at both is that the 30th and 31st yes it is oh sick so all right. gonna, are you gonna come to uh, new york no because i don't want to <laughs> be that person that More just person. walks in with some jeans like hey y'all Unless oh. I have the basketball wives out, <laughs> if we really go through that's it, so that, that's so that you know what, but that would be the perfect night for you to be ratchet too, because you dress like a basketball wife, oh, so really? nobody can say nothing to you, <laughs> friend. Like I'm telling, that is the best costume. That's not tell you, like well, seriously. About, okay, that was how genius. about I say this? If you guys tweet me ideas and act and it's like so good, then I'll have to do it. Okay, it, but it has to be that y'all, good. Y'all, y'all heard not the challenge. Crazy. Y'all heard the challenge. Y'all better step up to the plate. That, when I tell you, hilarious! Oh my god! Like I'm just wondering what y'all gonna do to my hair. <laughs> the hair suggestions alone. Damn. Well, Asante, what about you? What was the craziest costume? Um, Let me tell you something. This nigga was Missy Elliott. <laughs> I remember with the black I, trash yeah, bag. Was that was like two year. years ago, no? <laughs> no, that was last year. Because oh. the year before, I was tasty. From Orange is the New Black. Oh, New my black. God. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've had some. I have had some. That is costumes. really good. Uh, oh, you know what? Back in Atlanta, I was Black Wayne's World. Like, mm. <laughs> That's so random. I, 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 it was well, random. Well, I won't ask y'all oh, what this year is, so you don't hold on. surprise. You know why it was Black Wayne's World? Because we were just talking about basketball wise. My homegirl had like a closet full of her mom's old wigs and I tried oh one my on God, a closet. and I was like yo I could tell I could dead ass be like black ass <laughs> 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 this shit. and I put on like one of them trucker hats it was like a shit. stringy black wig yep that's right <laughs> cut yeah. with them bangs came right out the Braxton box oh, pres- a pleasure <laughs> principal wig oh, oh yes <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Knee pads on, dancing on chairs with my knee pads on. Yo, my pleasure sister, principal. When I was younger, my sister used to do the uh, pleasure principal thing on the, the chair, and one day she bust her ass. Oh, oh, oh no! Oh no! Oh, Who hasn't though? Like for real? Right, everybody did that shit. Like, but that shit used to be so funny. Janet, shout out to Janet for having the number one album that I haven't Janet. listened to yet. 
shout out to Janet for having that because I haven't listened to it either. I listened to that song with Missy and I was just like, I'm gonna put this on pause. <laughs> Janet, yeah, she looks great. I she love the hair. Yo, you know, Janet, I love the hair. One thing about Janet, that bitch always comes back bad. Like she never comes back because she has the like same. her tour look that she yeah. like has to but set. She, <laughs> she never comes back look like you know how Rihanna has her eras, but they're all like Power Rangers colors and shit. Like <laughs> Janet always comes back looking like gorgeous, but like in some regular ass way. Like right. that becomes iconic. Yeah, like and her I, looks and like, sells yeah. it every time. And like, I'm fascinated by the fact that you can tell because she married the Muslim billionaire that cha- she had. Yes. Yeah, there's been a change in her costumes. Like, yep. there, you know, the the cloth is a little more flowy. Yep. You know, she's not showing. So I think that's really cool that she was she figured out a way to, to balance, mesh both yeah. worlds. Yeah, without having to compromise her yep. new beliefs. That's kind of awesome. Good for her. Right? Shout out to JJ. Shout out. Now it's time for... Asking for a friend. Uh, As usual, please email us to thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. There are tons and tons of emails in here as usual. I actually, I don't tell them about the emails. I pick them out. So... I'm going to have to start telling y'all some of this. Well, I tell y'all some of the stuff. I'm going to have to start telling y'all some more of the stuff I see. Oh, we need emails. to start looking through Why that. is that, Asante? <laughs> um, because they're, well, first and foremost, a lot of these emails are for Fran. Mm. <laughs> you just need to go on Yay, ahead. Yay, Shea Butter Twitter. They, they represent. We're out here. They, they really represent for you and for us, actually. So we all can it. learn together about all the things that Fran has to offer us. Because she is literally a wealth of information, and I do appreciate that. Hell yeah, um, we do. <laughs> and then you, there are also some... Some really cool events that you guys have i think that it's really dope that you guys invite us out to events shout out to that yeah um, that is cool and i think eventually we're gonna have to start talking about doing some sort of event that way we can get through some more questions with you guys maybe in person or maybe do some sort of hangout or something it's really early talk on that but i just have a lot yes. of emails and you guys participate with us a lot so i wanted to let you guys know that we're here we're listening we're engaged with you we believe in you hey. i believe in miracles Anyway, <laughs> I miss you, Nippy. To start off this question, <clears throat> oh, this is cool. Um, this is the quarter life crisis. Hi, everyone. My issue is that I've just turned 25 this past week and it really hit me hard. I spent the week reflecting on my life up to this point and realized I haven't really accomplished anything, let alone anything worth celebrating. I know it's not healthy to compare ourselves to others and get caught up with everyone's social media feeds. But every now and then, I can't help but get a little depressed at all the time I've wasted, while some of my peers seem to be reaching great lengths. For the past couple of years, I've been on a phase of rebirth. I made it to a point to really discover who I am aside from influence, whether it be from family, friends, or everything we are bombarded with by the media every day, that is supposed to define a fulfilled person. In doing so, I have found that I have no longer liked certain things. Oh, shit. Sorry. We were just kind of getting on some of this. Um... I no longer like certain things or felt the same way about certain people. For starters, I changed careers and have been back in school for about a year. I'm a graphic design major and work a retail job part-time. Most days feel so monotonous, even with yoga and a bit of meditation and listening to podcasts like this. Instead of all the nonsense on on the radio, I find myself wondering if if and when I will get it together. Have you guys gone through a similar experience and possibly have some wisdom? Yeah, about 20 minutes ago before I got here. <laughs> so <laughs> that that is never going to stop. Um, and you should always be incessantly pursuant of growth and, and just doing better or doing your best, I should say, not doing better, but just being your best self. I don't think that's a process that's ever going to end. Um, 
because as you grow, you change and things that, that, that you just discover new capabilities, you discover new potential that you didn't even know was there. So I think it's great that you're even recognizing that at this point. And um, I don't think that you should beat yourself up about it. I think that you should just move forward. You know, it's great that you found this this interest in graphic design and, and pursuing that professionally and actually legitimizing your, your talents and, and getting credentials behind your name so that you can pursue that as a means of sustaining yourself and doing something that you love to do so. So that's great. I don't think you should beat yourself up at all. A lot of my opinions and perspectives changed when I turned 25. I remember there being a shift in my thinking at 25 yeah. mm-hmm. and then it happened again later on. So like um, just enjoy this newfound freshness of thought where you're, you're like, hey, am I really doing what I could be doing or am I really, you know, what else could I do or what could I work harder on? Enjoy that. Don't run away from it. Explore those thoughts and really get to the bottom of figuring out what you're supposed to be doing and how to go about doing it. I think you're on the right track. I agree, and I think uh, one word that I uh, I would say when I turned maybe 28, 29 that I started embracing was selfishness. I think it's a word that usually has like a negative connotation to it, and most people use it to kind of slander you or make you feel like you're, you know, you're all about you and all these things. But selfishness is actually a really powerful phase of development that I found was necessary. Mm-hmm. I had to kind of turn inwards at some point and start dissecting I feel like it's become my favorite word on the friend zone <laughs> but start really asking myself questions like dude okay not so much pressuring because honestly you're always going to be changing and evolving yeah. and your mind is going to change about what makes you happy and the things you align with that doesn't end I'm still in that phase now you know so don't feel bad about those questions. Actually, a great thing, though, because that means that you there's a discomfort somewhere. There's a yeah. rerouting that needs to take place, and that is the best thing. Rerouting means it's time to stretch even further. So I think what you – it sounds like you're going through that selfish phase, and it's a great one. You know, I think I was selfish from 28 to about 30, 31, I'd say, where I really was kind of obsessed with myself and I say that and I don't feel bad about that because it's not in this narcissistic way that, you know, I wasn't Kanye, but I just was sort of feeling like I want to know who I am. Absolutely, I want to know yeah. what's going on with me, what my role is, what my contribution is to the world, to me, to the people around me. Like, what am I doing? You know, and yeah. it, it just everything kind of had to stop for a second. The world just stopped and I didn't feel bad. And that's when I stopped clubbing, stopped going out didn't hang out with my friends as much and the cool thing is that they totally were cool with it they were like right. they didn't even ask me to go out no more it was just kind of an understanding like she's just kind of in a phase right now you know and what happened is I cocooned and then when I came out you know this is who I became so this is sort of like I, I just think selfishness is something that needs to be respected now you I know agree. more often than it is it's it's when if you have that friend of yours that you notice is kind of withdrawing a little bit and doesn't want to kind of hang as much or doesn't go out like don't be so hard on them don't tell them they're lame don't mm-hmm. don't be like girl come out like it's yeah. friday don't don't be that person like let that <laughs> friend go through whatever it is unless it's like a depression or something and that's different you can always sense when it's like a bad withdrawal right but there's also a good withdrawal where your friend is just kind of cocooning because they're gonna 
going to some kind of rebirth and, and be allowing of that, be embracing of it. And if you are that friend, don't feel pressured to be at the club. Don't don't let your friend make you feel bad because you'd rather be home with a blanket drinking tea watching Love Jones, you know. So, <laughs> you know, I have to throw that in there. So, you know, I just think it's a, it's a phase that needs to be embraced more. And it's something that people need to be comfortable with, like, loneliness and aloneness are two totally different things and mm. people should be comfortable being alone more often that's right yeah that's, that's right. what i think that's my my advice for that i think you both hit on some really good points because um i'm looking at the part where he's saying they get depressed at times like you shouldn't get depressed and feel like you've wasted time all the time that you was spent, I hate to be cliche, but no, I know that everything happens for a reason. I just, I just know it. I just know that everything happens for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. So all of this stuff that has happened leading up to this moment where you have to st- sit back and say, what am I doing? Like the fact that you are asking your question at 25 and you're sitting here and you're thinking about this process. So great. Like Fran said, like that's a great step. Sometimes people are just living their lives going through and they wake up and they're like, Damn, I'm 40 years old. What I've been doing? Going to the club all <laughs> the time? And they never asked a question about yep. that. Yo, I'm telling you. You know, so this is a for beautiful real. thing. Embrace so it. So everything that has happened is probably to strengthen you and prepare you for whatever this next phase is that you are going to move into. You know, mm-hmm. you stepping out on your endeavors because you want to go farther or further. Is it farther yeah. or further? It Either don't one. matter. <laughs> okay. But there's, there's, a, there's a rebirth creeping. I Absolutely. always feel like that's what that means. Anytime Absolutely. I feel uncomfortable, I'm like, oh. Some evolution's about to take place. People always say, like, you know, you have to hit rock bottom before you can start working your way up to the top or whatever. I think whenever you just kind of can sense a problem, right then and there is your opportunity to turn it around. Mm -hmm. You know, you can either decide to say, well, let me ride this wave and see how far it's going to go. Or you can sit and make a plan and figure out what your next steps are going to be. Yeah, I remember Every I was time. in I was in the hotel room once. I don't I'm not big on Joel Osteen. I shouldn't say I'm well, not big, him. but I just don't know him. That's right. what I say. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't speaker. followed him, so I can't really say how I feel about right. him. But the TV was on, and he was having a sermon, and he said something along the lines of discomfort is a promotion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm. my neck turned. I was like, okay, Joel, like that was a gem right there, you know? He got a lot of gems. Yeah, you know, and I, I, that stuck with me that day, and that was like months ago. He said it's a promotion, you know, like what when you get to that point where you're questioning things, like there's nothing but good that can come from that because that means there's some layers that you're about to shed, you know? Hopefully we helped you with those answers. So what you going to put on later, Annalise? <laughs> you are so stupid. <laughs> Thanks for writing in. I really I hope haven't that... caught this second season. Don't spoil it for okay, me. Okay, I won't. Um, thank you for writing in, though. <laughs> like, for your quarter-life crisis, I want you to know that... We're here you're, for you. Not even that we're here for you, but you're doing better than me, shit. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have had these questions at 25 and not, like... At you know, 28, like the rest of us. <laughs> oh, well, fine. <laughs> so what if I'm on track? I want to be ahead of the track like that person. <laughs> See, but now I can sit and make my plan and say, well, I'm ahead of somebody, so let me move forward how I'm going to. Hey. You see how that works? <laughs> All right. So this one is titled Paralyzed by Fear. Ooh. I love the show. I feel like I'm part of your clique. And the last two episodes have brought up some really deep scars for me. Mm. I realize that I fear rejection, embarrassment, and as a result, I don't take chances. Strive for my dreams and try not to let people get too close. I even go as far as to hide my authenticity from people that I consider close to me. All of this started back in high school when I was accepted into an advanced music program and then shunned by the teacher and told repeatedly that I couldn't sing for two years. 
I will admit that I'm no Beyonce, but I'm not a Michelle either. Uh, uh, Don't play Michelle. Um, because of this fear, I'm working at a job that I hate and towards a degree that I don't want, all while resenting teachers and managers who've done nothing to me. Can you guys give me any advice on how I can begin to move in the right direction and overcome my fears? Control or delete, baby. The fact that you recognize that this is not working for you, the fact mm-hmm. that you recognize that you've been holding yourself back out of fear, the fact that you have those actualized, those realizations, rather, like... That's your answer right there. Start making the changes now. Figure out what the hell you like, what the hell you want to do. Go after it unabashedly, without fear, without shame, without anything. Just straight up press reset. The fact that you know that what you've been doing thus far has been counterproductive to your growth and development. The fact that you know that you've kind of just been toiling along and laboring along through life and doing what you feel like you've been told you're supposed to do, but it's never really lit your fire or never really ignited your passion and your drive, that's all the answer that you need right there to really figure out what it is you want and go after it. So that's my suggestion. Kudos to you for being brave enough to even admit that in written form to us. And I hope that that process was somewhat cathartic for you. And I hope that it was the first step in you really making some changes in your life. If you don't like it, change it. Even when it feels uncomfortable, even when it's scary, even when it means you can't talk to certain people you used to talk to the way you used to talk to them, all of that. Just go after your true self and your true identity now that you know that what's going on currently is not that. That's my advice. I Mm. love it. I don't even know how to, you know, when you're paralyzed by fear. I'm looking for a quote right now that I know is going to. Oh, you about to see. You go ahead. Just so y'all know, (laughs) when y'all ask these questions and we answer them, sometimes like we say stuff that's like. Well, I think for me, because I'm pretty young, just in a lot of different ways, like when y'all say stuff, it also hits home for me. So when I'm reading your questions and getting the answers. We all need these. We all. <laughs> I, That's I what y'all don't y'all realize. Know, like, y'all, y'all send questions thinking that we have the answers for you, but it's an introspection for all of us. Yeah, Absolutely. we all sitting in here getting the answers from each other. That's why this is the friend zone. You know, you sit up and you talk with your friends and you listen to their answers. And it's No like, one in this room is a psychologist. No one in this room is a psychiatrist. No one in this room is a social worker. You know what I mean? Like but we, we're people that we're are feeling, living, yeah. failing, yeah. succeeding. Yeah. You know, we have experiences. <laughs> so the level of relatability is there that allows us to opine on what you ask us. And I think that that's what makes this great, because it's really heartfelt commentary on issues that are shared amongst a multitude of people. Right. Right. Here's a quote I wanted to read for you. What's the email person? Oh, we don't say names. We don't say oh, names. Never. That's the friend zone. Anon. <laughs> My beautiful one. Okay. Or Nona. <laughs> Nona. Oh, that's cute. That'll be it. Okay, ready? You are not accidental. Existence needs you. Without you, something will be missing in existence and nobody can replace it. That's what gives you dignity that the whole existence will miss you. The stars, the sun, the moon, the trees, the birds and earth, every single thing in the universe will feel a small place is vacant, which cannot be filled by anybody except you. Send it to me. And I just think that is, and that was by Osho. Of course. course. (laughs) And it just so, it gives me chills every time I read it because you just don't understand how significant you are to everything, every detail of the universe relies on you being great because we have successful people we have rich people we have celebrities but what we need more of are people who are happy 
people who are just waking up and feeling purposeful and alive and don't think that money or status or whatever these pressures are that we all put on each other to define what this measure of success even means it doesn't mean anything like I've said in other shows I have rich friends that are depressed I have married friends that are miserable it doesn't mean anything what we need are more happy people and you matter whatever it is that makes you happy you need to go do it because you contribute to the universe as a whole every day you wake up happy Mm. and that's all we need that's your only job don't feel pressured to be anything but happy that's it as long as you're not hurting anyone of course (laughs) by whatever makes you happy but that is your only job and just know that you are so significant and i hope that that quote impacts you as much as it impacted me because that even just of course the hippie dippiness of it of the earth and the moon and the stars but it's just so beautiful because it's almost like we're all just in this together trying to figure it out and those days that you take thinking that you don't matter are taken away from your contribution to the world as a whole that we're sitting here literally waiting for you know we're waiting for you to just be happy that's it i hope keisha cole is listening Cause she needs to hear that. <laughs> She's gotten so far away from before that great music that there, she made from that first album. So there, I really hope she heard you, friend. Go ahead, Asante. Before we even go over there, like it's just so true though. Like when you really think about that statement, because on my hippy dippy shit, like it's a chain Come reaction. On. When you're happy, you you can make other people happy, and that makes them want to make other people happy. Like it's like a a whole domino effect. It's a vibration, positivity, and. When you have that passion, that something inside you that you really want to do, like you have to figure out how you're going to do it and do it. Because the, every time that you spend every moment that you spend wasting that is just like I know it hurts. But you also have to know that that's part of the process. You, you're building up those bones and that strength. Yeah. And you know, fear is, is so paralyzing and it's so unfortunate because everyone is scared. Yeah. You know, one thing I've learned is that no one knows what they're doing and everyone is scared. Yeah. And you here giving someone else so much power over your day and your role and your contributions when they're just as paranoid and insecure as you are. Your teachers could have been telling you that you're not a good singer because they were jealous. Because they didn't didn't make it. Right. Because they failed the 10th grade play and they're so traumatized and they're putting it on you. And you're here thinking it's a lot deeper than it is. And 99% of the time, whatever someone says to you in the negative is because it's how they feel about themselves. Yeah. And you have to start understanding that. And remember we said 10 people in the room are going to feel you. 10 people in the room are going to knock you. 10 people don't even care. Yeah. So do it anyways. That's right. <laughs> For real. Do it anyways. Get you a, get you a, a vocal coach that's going to teach. You know what? And older and knowing better the teacher should not be knocking you that's they're supposed to help you now that says a lot so about knowing them. that and knowing better like you know hopefully you can get you a vocal coach today if if you can't just quit your job and go on tour you know get you someone that's going to help you be confident and that might be the first step you and know recognize the difference between constructive con- constructive criticism and like verbal abuse right like oh, there's yeah. a way Absolutely. there there's a way to offer critique without tearing a person down but mm-hmm. still being honest enough so that, so that they're made aware you know of the room for improvement right. you have to be ready to accept that as well so that is a part of the process we don't want you to think that you know everybody's going to tell you that you sing Rainbows like a bird and butterflies. You know? yeah. yeah be don't be afraid of the critique mm-hmm. and just do the work if you if singing is your passion sing shit right 
Hopefully that I helped. See. Again, Did I hope Keisha Cole is listening. Get you a vocal coach and <laughs> go after it. Don't be afraid of the critique, Keisha. She you know what I'm saying? She, Keisha Cole. Mm. <laughs> Keisha Cole, hop over. <laughs> Pray for him, <it>, Raymond. <laughs> Yes. All right. So are we gonna do one more question? Or are we gonna of cut course, this? Off? No, we don't have time. Oh damn. yeah. Oh, we don't. <laughs> we had such a great episode sitting we up don't. here talking with y'all. High vibrations made us lose track of time. Thank you all very much for listening. Um, I want you all to know that I really did have like a really rough start today, and I think that that kind of contributed to what might have happened at work and just how I was feeling. But it made me reflect today. But it's always good to kind of come in the studio, not really know what we're about to do, and then we start to do it, and then like it kind of reinforces why I'm here, you know, whether it's the middle of the show or just reading the emails throughout the show, just like, damn, like this is going to be something that's going to speak to me or speak to us or speak to somebody because we speak it to y'all. Right. Authenticity so, always resonates. Thank you that's all very thing. much for listening. And we for love being a you part. guys. Sure do. And there is a bomb in Gilead. Don't forget bomb in Gilead dropping already dropped like 20 years ago but <laughs> Bomb and Gilead, Gilead. remix with DJ Mustard Mustard on the beat yep. yo DJ Mustard and Quavo coconut oil. and coconut and oil and on your feet and Travis Scott we, we gave y'all a lot Ooh, and basketball and basketball wise, basketball wise. Was a lot of homework oh, oh by the way everybody just say your Twitter handle because I love that y'all like tweet that y'all at us individually but sometimes y'all leave one or two of us out of it which yeah, I think no. is funny <laughs> which y'all don't have to they forget but uh, <laughs> if you want to leave your Twitter handle you can leave it for the people if not you can just keep tweeting us at, at well you can keep tweeting me at friend zone pod i don't <laughs> mind we love you guys Bye. see you Bye. next week Bye.